Oh, there it is. It is Matt Mosley. And, uh, oh, man, I love that. Uh, Aaron, always feel free to keep that rolling. But I, uh, I, 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 it's always fun. Chilling with Quillen has become uh, one of our favorite uh, segments and uh, always enjoy it. And, oh, there he is. I can hear him as we speak. He's prepared. Uh, he's a man who, uh, boy, once, uh, once his protege left the coop, he jumped right in that anchor chair and has not left it since. Um, is it, um, do you still, uh, Curtis, try to occasionally get out in the field or are you just so comfortable now in that studio you almost never leave? You know, there was actually a week this season where I missed being in the field so much that I texted, uh, I think Nikki was on game of the week. So I texted Matt and told him, Hey, you're anchoring the six. I'm going to go do a live shot. And he goes, wait, really? Yeah. Go anchor the six. I'm going to go do a live shot. And it ha- I-, I got to do it one time. It was actually an important game, too. Uh, Rosebud Lot and Holland, uh, kind of a big big game for Holland. That's kind of the week that they catapulted themselves into the uh, the driver's seat in District 12, 2A Division One. And it, it was a big-time uh, chance for Rosebud Lot to get, you know, what would have been a really nice uh, feather in their cap for the playoff race. And so, you know, I try to get out in the field every now and then, and it'll happen a little bit more during a basketball season. It's why I value Baylor football so much, you know, the coverage aspect of it is because I get to be on the field and shoot the game and, and do all the stuff that I really, really, truly enjoy. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I get to go shoot a game tonight. Uh, it won't be here. In the, it'll be the Reschool game. I'll, I'll drive down to Pflugerville between shows, uh, go grab some highlights from that game and come back and anchor the 10. But, you know, I find ways to make it work. All right, well, uh, you do a nice job, and everybody enjoys uh, watching. And, uh, in fact, uh, Aaron Sexton, as he's preparing for his highlight show or his uh, scoreboard show, he's always got it tuned to Channel 6, kind of seeing what you're up to. Um, what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of sport coat are you planning on wearing tonight? Anything special or just going with a navy blazer? I think I'm just going to go with the steel blue. Uh it's it's my first solo anchor show of the season, so gonna have to arrest the pipes after this, so that I can make sure I got the voice to get through uh get through twenty minutes of football by myself tonight. It'll just be the wow. navy blazer, got the got the khaki golf pants on. You know how I roll. Yeah, I uh, I do know. Now I am going to a game tonight in the Metroplex. I'm gonna be uh, at um, Lake Highlands versus Allen. Okay, that's a class six A matchup, and I think that'll be fun. But the one where I'm I'm dying to sort of know and follow is Kaufman versus La Vega. That's my alma mater versus uh, Waco La Vega. And um, I'm telling you, man, Coach Hyde, uh, love the work he does, love the work Jeremy Burleson. In fact, I was texting with him earlier, uh, does it Kaufman, two eight and three teams. And uh, I – you know, it's really interesting. What I like to do sometimes is look at different rankings. And in the state rankings, Kaufman's been hanging around nine. La Vega's usually up there a little higher. I just took a look at max preps, and, and I thought this was interesting. They had La Vega at 12 and Kaufman at nine. Now, everybody seems to think that, that La Vega's going to win this thing going away. Do you have that same thought process, um, or do you – do you have uh, a healthy respect for my alma mater, Kaufman? 
Look, eight and three, you don't get there by accident. You look at the three teams that, uh, you know, there's a common opponent between these two, and that's Argyle. And they both lost to Argyle. Now, the computers have LaVegas a 20-point favorite. That is way too rich for my blood. I think this is a Kaufman team that uh, – it's like I had to say about Oklahoma State a few weeks ago. At, one, at some point, you are what your record says you are. And, you know, this Kaufman team is is very good. This is a team that beat a playoff Lindale team and, you know, beat some really, really pretty good teams along the way and then, you know, ran into, you know, their last three weeks of the regular season. You know, you dropped three in a row against <laughs> three of the best teams, the three best teams in your district. Um, and so this is a Kaufman team that is fairly tested. I don't know if they're as tested as La Vega, um, but, you know, La Vega's kind of stubbed its toe sometimes this season. And I think Don Hyde would agree uh, with that. You know, they didn't play as clean as they're used to against Argyle, against Stephenville, against uh, Austin LBJ. You know, I think, I think La Vega pulls it out tonight. I don't think it's 20, and I don't think it's the blowout people are expecting. I think the Pirates will pull it, pull away from Kaufman there late, uh, but I think that I think that these Lions know they know what's at stake in this game, and they know what La Vega is known for. And so at that point, you have to assume that you know they're going to come out as motivated as anybody else against this La Vega team. And you know the difference here is that La Vega is a very fundamental team. It, they're not going to beat you in the first quarter. They're going to beat you over all four quarters because they're just – Don Hyde always sums it up. They block, they tackle, they take care of the football. All right. And uh, Kaufman will put the ball on the ground occasionally, but they have a 6'5 wide receiver named Dalen Dickerson, who's also a great basketball player. He's probably going to play some, some college basketball somewhere. But uh, And I think I went to school with his mom. Anyway, he's he can make some plays, so uh, he's really – uh, a, a threat because he's very, very tough to cover, tremendous athlete, can high point the football, but although they have a running quarterback. So we'll see where this one goes. What else do you have your uh, your eye on tonight? You mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned uh, Riesel earlier. Uh, but what, uh, what else is, uh, what else is kind of on your plate? Last night I was kind of watching, I think Nikki was out uh, maybe uh, tracking some uh, Lorena uh, checking in with Coach Biles, who, I don't know, what, 42 years of coaching now for uh, Coach Biles. But uh, what, do you, what, do you, what all is, will Channel 6 be focused on? You know, our, our top game in our uh, show tonight is going to be Temple and Burleson, or Temple and Rockwall Heath, rather, in Burleson. This is a yeah, really yeah. tasty matchup because it's kind of a best-on-best best and second-unit-on-second-unit second unit game. You have – Rockwall Heat's fire Rockwall Heat's fireworks factory of an offense going up against Temple's star-studded defense, and then you have the second unit. It's Rockwall Heat's kind of laissez-fair defense over there, and the uh, and the Temple offense, which is it is a good offense, but it is not its uh, primary means of beating teams. It's it, it comes in clutch when it needs to. Um, it'll have to keep up with the fireworks factory tonight, though, because Rockwell Heath can score almost at will, and that's what beat Temple for these Hawks last time. Uh, not to mention, you just have the rivalry aspect of the game. Head coach Mike Spradlin, former Temple head coach, uh, the quarter, or you know, one of the assistants there is a former Temple Wildcat quarterback. 
Chad President. And so this is a really interesting matchup, um, and it's the one that I've got my eye on the most tonight. Another one, um, I want to see, can Riesel keep the ball going tonight? And this is, pro- this is probably China Springs' toughest test to date um, this season. And so I want to see what the Cougars have in store when they go up against someone like Sealy. Do they have the juice? Are they, you know, uh, a, a date with Carthage looms next week? If they win after Carthage's big-time win over Hampshire Fournette last night, um, but you've got to get past Sealy first. And I mean that's what China Spring did last year. But you know any football coach will tell you, Brian Bell included, this is a set. This is a different team, and you've got you cannot overlook a team like Sealy, or it'll be Sealy playing Carthage and not you. Do you can you name talking to Curtis Quillen, Channel Six uh, Sports Director? On the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, alongside Aaron Sexton, we get you ready for uh, playoff uh, football. Can you name the most famous football player to ever come out of Sealy, Texas? You know, I just dropped this exact trivia question on our meteorologist before he tweeted the forecast for this game tonight. It is Eric Dickerson, former SMU great, uh, Heisman Trophy winner. Just an incredible football player. And then let's not forget a member of the Washington football team, Ricky Fields-Jones, a former fighting Texas Aggie. Is, uh, was, he a, was he an Aggie or was he a Mizzou guy? Or, or all of the, the all of the above? You know, Ricky Fields-Jones from the that, Washington that football sound, team. He's from Sealy, too. Yeah, that sounds like a guy who maybe played at A&M. That rings a bell, but uh, that is interesting. I hadn't thought of him being from Sealy. But uh, there are certain little small towns that produced – Unbelievable players. One of those is uh, Billy Sims from Hooks. That that one always comes to mind. Eric Dickerson from Sealy, and then Marcus Dupree came from mm, Philadelphia, Mississippi. I want to say there's just there's there's towns in the in my mind that you never forget. Now let's talk a little bit of uh, college. I'm sitting here looking at just looking to make sure I had time for this. Yes, yes, Baylor and uh, K-State, okay? I mean, this is this is tough. This is going to Manhattan. This is not, even though Baylor has had the better season and they are much higher ranked, this is a closer, in terms of how these teams are, this is a lot closer than people sort of uh, would like to admit. I'm sitting here looking right now, uh, Curtis, at an old photo of Eddie Lackey, the great Eddie Lackey, former Baylor Bear, tackling Colin Klein in a game – Many years ago, and I believe that K-State might have been number one in the country uh, in, in that game. Uh, they came into Waco, and uh, the Bears did send them packing. But there is Colin Klein being thrown to the ground by a, by a member of Phil Bennett's defense. Now, uh, do you uh, does this feel almost like a pick'em game to you? Or are you feeling pretty good about the Bears coming off OU about getting the job done on the road? That has been the one downside to this season is they have not performed particularly well in hostile environments. Not just this season, Matt, but in the last two years. I was looking at it, and this is a this team is 2-7 and seven on the road in the Dave Aranda era, and man, they haven't beat a team on the road with a winning record. Their two road wins are Texas State and Kansas. Neither one of them's doing all that great this year. Uh, you had a chance to get – you kind of had a chance to finally get that going a couple of weeks ago, and you – of yourself. And so, 
I have questions. This one's more of a pick em for me for, the, for that reason alone, because this is going to be a hop and uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. It's one of my favorite stadiums that I've ever been to to cover a game. I had the chance to go for this matchup two years ago. Um, and it's, it's an unbelievable atmosphere. And for the opponent, it is extremely hostile. Um, one thing that I have had to learn about Dave Aranda is that when he sets his mind to something, he's going to do it. Because that was a completely different secondary last week than what we saw when the Bears went to Fort Worth. And so this, that, that kind of improvement has to be key. And he touched on it in his press conference, and I don't think I could possibly have agreed more with what he said. They have to create their own energy. And they have to stay focused. You cannot, you know, I mean, you know, Gary Bohannon can't stare his receiver down from the minute he's over the Mike linebacker until he's at the sideline. Um, they can't give away their assignments. They've got to be focused. And, you know, Abram Smith's got to be able to run the ball. Tristan Ebner's got to be able to run the ball. And the big key last weekend was Bohannon was able to run the ball really well. And so I think this is, this has, uh, you know, alarms all over it for the Bears. But if they can do those simple things and kind of take that same approach they took two years ago, uh, they should be okay. But this is going to be a close one. Um, and, it, you know, Baylor fans, I would, I, I have a feeling you guys are going to be stressed tomorrow. Yeah, I think that is uh... – I think that is accurate, and then um, I uh, and then after that you got Tech coming up. Guess who's going to join? Guess who will join the show Tech Week? Uh, or right, I, or right around then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey's planning to stop by, so we'll we'll see how that how that goes. Joe Joey's going to be on today, uh, and uh, and then at the last minute they said Joey they forgot he had to attend an event. So uh, anyway, we'll get Joey on and. Uh, and um, see see what he has to say soon. Curtis, best of uh, best of luck. Be careful driving around tonight. And uh, man, it, this will be this is always fun. And just keep one eye on that La Vega Kaufman game because I I tell you the Lions they are no they are not going to go in their hat in hand. Even though La Vega is one of the state's better teams uh, in a perennial powerhouse, Kaufman Kaufman. Fell down from 5A to 4A, and this I think it's going to be a fun matchup. It should be. And Matt, I'll do you one better. I've got Nikki and Burleson for the Temple game. I've got Matt Lively and Corsicana for this one. So we'll do more than have an eye. We'll have two of them. That's great. Okay. Uh, I may have to send me Lively's uh, uh, cell phone so I can hit him up for some <laughs> updates, okay? <laughs> All right. We'll I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you, Curtis. Appreciate you. Of course. There he goes. And you can see Kurt's Corner. You can listen to that. He's got a podcast called Kurt's Corner. And uh, lots of K's involved in that. Um, uh, Curtis, Kurt's Corner. He, it's Curtis with a K is why they do that. And then uh, K, the corner, they spell it with a K. So, you know, he's doing some fun stuff there. And uh, good, to, good to visit with uh, Curtis. You can watch him, of course, on Channel 6. All right, it is now time for 